hour, and then we rode together and talked on, on the airplane on the way back. She was going to Sacramento, same place I was going. But as I was in the airport talking to Megan, the Lord impressed upon me that I should tell her something. And it was this, that he sees her pure heart. And so, I don't even know this young girl, and here I am, an old fogey, and I don't want to appear to be forward or anything, but the Lord said it, so I might as well say it. So I told her, I said, the Lord impressed upon me that he sees your pure heart, and he's very pleased with your life. She, she was going to uh, a Bible school in Temecula, and she stopped for a moment, and she got a tear in her eye, and she said, that's exactly what I've been praying. Exactly what I've been praying. So I'm sure there's other people that have told her the same thing, but she had de decided to stop all her old ways and to go to Bible school, and she had fallen upon this part about purity and a pure heart, and she asked the Lord, Lord, let me have your purity. Let me have your heart. And so what happened? You ask the Lord for something like that, and he gives it to you. So, that was Megan, pure heart. I'd like to give you an example of a few people that have integrity out of uh, the Bible. Job was one of them. Turn to Job chapter 1. Job is a book uh, that tries to answer the question, or maybe it doesn't answer the question, that why do righteous people suffer on the face of the earth? But Job suffered greatly. But listen to this. Job 1.1. In the land of Oz, there was a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless, Upright, he feared God, he shunned evil. Four things. He didn't come up with that himself. We don't know the author of the book of Job. It could have been Job himself, but I don't think so because I don't think he would have said that of himself. Job feared God. And this is what the Lord said about him. Turn over to Job 2.3. Job 2.3. What happened was, if you know, don't know the story, Satan came to God and God said, Where have you been, Satan? I've been roaming the earth looking for just one who would go against you. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? And then Job 
the Lord told uh, Satan, you can go ahead and do anything you want to Job, and he will not denounce me. Go ahead and do anything you want to, but you cannot take his life. And then this is what the Lord said. Job 2.3 Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. And he still maintains his integrity. The problem sometimes with us Christians is that we think that we have peace, and we do. We think that we have a free ride. We think that there will be, once we accept the Lord, that everything will be hunky-dory, really good, perfect. And it is. But what happens is that Trials come our way. Many people turn to the Lord. Some people turn away from the Lord when a trial comes their way. But what it said in Job was that Job maintained his integrity. And that's exactly what we have to do. Maintain our integrity. There's another one in 1 Kings 9. 4 and 5. 1 Kings 9, 4 and 5. David wanted to build a uh, tabernacle for God. And God told him, no. He said, your life has been with a sword. He said, I'm going to give the job to somebody else. I'm going to give it to your son, Solomon. And so he did. Solomon built the temple exactly the way the Lord wanted it. And when he finished, God said this. This is out of 1 Kings 9, 4, and 5. As for you, if... Big, big word. If, if you walk before me in integrity of heart and uprightness, as David your father did, and do all I command and observe my decrees and law, I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father, when I said you shall never fail to have a man on the, on the throne in Israel. Back up in four. As for you, if you walk before me in integrity of heart and uprightness. Integrity of heart. That's what the Lord is after. Nobody can give it to you. You can't even give it to yourself. But as you seek the Lord, the Lord can impart it into you. An integrity that never quits. An integrity that is solid. An integrity where there is no compromise. Solomon was to walk in integrity and uprightness. Sad to say, 
he did wonders for a long time, but towards the end of his life, he set aside his in integrity, and it cost him his life. Okay, application of integrity. How do we apply it? There is a scripture that I've used in here before, and it comes from Ezra 9, 10. I'm sorry, Ezra 7, 9, and 10. You'd like to turn there in your Bible? It says this, For the gracious hand of God was on him. How would you like to know that the gracious hand of God is upon your head? I would love that. The gracious hand of the, of the Lord is upon him. Why? Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and the, and the laws of Israel. So what Ezra did was he studied the word, he lived the word, and he taught the word. Ezra studied the word, he lived the word, and he taught the word. We must do the same. We must establish a value system based upon God's word. We build integrity into our lives by certain ways, and I'll mention those in just a moment, but back to the word value. We must establish a value system based upon God's word, and we must establish it in our heart, in our self. If you want to be a person of integrity, you have to know what is important and then live it. The value system. We can build integrity into our lives by consistently adhering to the value system until it becomes a habit pattern that automatically asserts itself in the face of every temptation. Let me repeat that. Once we establish a value system based upon God's word, we build integrity into our lives by consistently adhering to that value system until it becomes a habit pattern that automatically asserts itself in the face of every temptation. To do that, you could take those three and take just one of them and ask the Lord to impart it into your life and watch what happens. Do it for a week, then for two weeks until you know for sure that the Lord has dropped into your heart and into your life that's what you're praying for. Then go to another one. There are three that you can follow. But as you read Psalms 15 and Psalms 24, the Lord will highlight where you're weak and that's where he'll want to strengthen you. He'll strengthen you and give you strength as the wings as eagles. It takes obedience to God's word, self-discipline, and self-sacrifice. God will go to your weakest area and that's where he wants to strengthen you. Satan will go to your weakest area and that's where he wants to bring you down. So consequently, as the Lord convicts you of the area that you need to work on, pray for it. 
and he will give it to you. If you don't, Satan will continue come, continually come back and nail that, that weak area in your life. So I said it takes obedience to God's word, self-discipline, and self-sacrifice. There are benefits to integrity. And I'll close with this. The first benefit is respect of self. I can remember when I was a young guy, um, my brother was, my mom told me to do something and I had to do it in a hurry. And my brother, my older brother, stopped me and was wrestling with me and I never got out to the person who I was supposed to go see and talk to. And I was just a little guy and my brother was not much bigger. And I could have fought and got away, but what happened was I uh, decided to let him hold me and I knew he'd get in trouble. So I, I planned it out really well. So mom came in and said, what's all the ruckus about? And I didn't say anything and she said, did James keep you from going out and, and doing what I told you to do? I said, yes. He looked shocked. She said, come with me. She took him in the back room and she had a switch that <laughs> wouldn't quit. So he got a spanking. And I went outside. And as I was going through the screen, I was smiling because I got my brother in trouble. <laughs> as the screen door slammed behind me, once again, as it did a hundred times, my mom always said, don't slam the door. I... I w some, something came over me and I felt terrible that my brother was getting a spanking because I could have saved him from that spanking just with a few words. And I remember <laughs> when I heard him wailing, which he can put on. <laughs> he wasn't being spanked that hard. <laughs> but I felt terrible about it and I said to myself, I am not going to tell another lie because it hurts me inside. It hurt my, it, it, I know now it's my innermost being, my heart, but it hurt me so badly that I said, I'm not going to lie again. I hedged on the truth a few times after that, but when I met the Lord, that's when I said, that's it. It's either going to be yay or nay. It's either going to be black or white. It's either going to be right or wrong. And so I said, Lord, you'll have to help me because I cannot do this on my own. So what happens is that there's a wholeness and a happiness that comes in having the integrity. And you don't have to prove it to anybody except God. But what happens when you have an opportunity to lie yourself out of the situation or say something that makes you look a little better or makes me look a little bit better and nobody will know the, the truth except God. When you tell the truth, there's something that happens inside that no compliment from man can make you as happy as knowing that you have shown God
and before God you have told the truth. And that brings respect to yourself. Also, another thing that happens is respect to others. If you are honest, if you're a man or a woman of integrity, which so many are in here, there is a respect, a credibility, and an influence that comes from you to them. We see it in the men's ministry in the core group a lot of times when people are talking. I see and I say to myself, there is a man of integrity speaking from his heart. There is a respect from, to, to God. His integrity is perfect and he desires his character traits to be in his children as they represent him on the face of the earth. As we go to God, we're going to the one who is perfected in everything that is, was read in Psalms 15 and Psalms 24. He is perfect in every way and he is the one who wants to show us how to have his perfection. We could go to no one greater than that. One more scripture. Psalms 41. Psalms 41, verse 12. 41, verse 12. In my integrity you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. If, if you want to see the face of the Lord, and seeing the face of the Lord is the same thing as having his presence, then all you have to do is go to him. All you have to do is make him your, your best friend. Want to be like him. And you'll find out that same thing will happen. You uphold me in my integrity and set me before your face forever. Bill, could I ask you to come back to the keyboard? God himself supports and aids the person with a heart of integrity. It is integrity that evalu evaluates us to, I'm sorry, elevates us to stand before the very face of God. There are times when we feel like going before the Lord and there are times when we don't feel like going to the Lord. But the Lord says, you may come to me anytime, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what you think about yourself, you can come to me at any time. Everything that I have is yours and everything that belongs to the Father is mine and I want to give it to you. What the Lord spoke to us at the beginning was that he wants us to be one with him because he is one with the Father and if we are one with him, then we are one with each other. There is a unity, and we are one with the Father. It's an amazing thing that God saw me in my sins, and yet he forgave me. Every sin that I committed, he was standing there watching me. Yet he forgave me, and he did the same for you. I'm asking you to bow your head, please.
if there's anybody in here that you do not have a walk with the Lord, do you know that you know who the Lord is? You know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Could I ask the altar workers to come, the elders? If you do not know the Lord as your personal Savior, if you've never asked Him to come into your heart, now is the time. You may ask Him, and all of a sudden you'll be right where we talked about integrity. You'll be connected with the one who is perfect in integrity, God Almighty, through Jesus Christ. Is there anybody in here that would like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Raise your hand. Thank you. I'd like everybody in here to pray this prayer with me, please, including the one that raised, her, raised their hand. Dear Lord, I come to you with a life full of sin. But you said you would make sin, which is scarlet, red and scarlet, and you make it white as snow. I give you my life, and I ask that you would take my life and change it. And I ask Jesus Christ to come in to my life and transform me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like prayer for anything, if you'd like prayer for strengthening your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'd like prayer for uh, anything that has to do with disease or illness, we will pray for you. If you'd like any prayer at all, then I'd like for you to stand up Let's all stand right now, please. And I'd like for you to come forth and you can find a place of prayer by yourself with the Lord or you can ask one of the elders to pray with you. We would be happy to. Let me say a prayer over you before you're dismissed. Lord, I pray and ask for your blessings over this congregation for each individual. I would pray that integrity of heart would be theirs, that their character would be like yours, and that they would value, set a value system for themselves and you would help them to do that, and they would be led and guided by you through this area of integrity. We love you, Lord. We commit the day into your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. There is prayer tonight at 6. If you'd like to come, and please consider a school of ministry. It'll change your life. If you'd like prayer for anything, you may come forward. If not, you may walk out quietly.